Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Life Coaching for Dentists, the final episode before the end of the year. I can't even believe it. Um, today we're talking about uh, healthy holiday boundaries, both boundaries with work, boundaries in our personal lives, whatever is the most relevant for you. Maybe it's all of the above. Um, and I'm kind of curious, you know, for you, what have your holidays been like? What has the month of December been looking like for you? Um, and what has your schedule seeing patients been like? Um, and side note, if you're listening to this at some other time of year, please don't go away. Keep listening because the topic of boundaries is really what we're talking about here. Um, of course, I'll be using examples specific to the holidays, but really, I believe this is relevant all year round. So please stick around. Um, in reality, you know, when we think about the way we practice, um, and, and if I think about, if I go back to my years in clinical practice, I remember so often every December feeling the need to squeeze in every last patient before the end of the year, right? Now, as an endodontist, I had the thought, well, a lot of general dentists are going away. Endo, obviously we're seeing patients in pain. There's no way I can close down. Um, I'm, I, you know, what was really motivating me was several things. Number one, I was afraid that patients would get upset, definitely afraid of referring dentists, uh, choosing to refer patients elsewhere. And that would really you know, impact the bottom line, like the amount of money my practice was bringing in. Um, and for sure, I was also motivated thinking, you know, December is historically a really big month for endodontists and why not cash in on that, right? So that's all great and fine. But you know, what I ended up realizing was for me personally, there were so many years where I ended up working all throughout the holidays and actually, my husband would end up taking the kids on trips uh, because mommy was working. And I realized, you know, I don't want to miss out. That doesn't work so well for me. And so the, the decision to work throughout the holidays was actually having a really big negative impact on my quality of life. Now, I'm not suggesting that we all take off during the holidays. And as an endodontist, for sure, I felt a responsibility to be available, right? Now, the bottom line is some of us will stay and we will choose to see patients and, and, and treat patients however many days. And what I really want to emphasize here is the word choose, because yes, it actually is a choice. So often for so many years, I didn't really feel like I had a choice, but ultimately we do get a choice in how we practice. So my question for you is when it comes to work and seeing patients, are you building your practice the way you want to build it? Are you feeling pressured to accommodate patients, you know, more than you're actually comfortable with? Are you taking time to enjoy the holidays or, or enjoy what uh, part of the holidays you want to be enjoying, whatever you celebrate? Do you enjoy your current schedule throughout the holidays? Um, let's say this is a totally different time of year um, and you are working Saturdays. I know I've talked about this in prior episodes, but, you know, is it possible that you're working in a way where you don't want to work like that forever? And if so, I just want to, um, you know, lovingly and compassionately put this idea out there that the relationship we build with our practice 
is a relationship that we foster and we create over time. This is all based on the expectations that we set with our staff, with our patients. Uh, in my case, of course, as a specialist with my referring dentists. Um, and even if you're an associate, this is equally relevant, okay? I think back to the years when I owned my own endodontic practice and I was pregnant with my second child. When I went to deliver my kid, I took seven days off for maternity leave. And, you know, I'm not saying this as like a badge of honor. Look at me. I'm so amazing. I came back to work right away. No, I came back after seven days because I was afraid that I couldn't take off any longer. And I think back and I can just feel, you know, how stressed I was in that moment, how afraid I was of upsetting patients, how afraid I was of, you know, pissing off referring dentists. Um, I, again, as I mentioned previously, I didn't want them to refer patients elsewhere. And, you know, I'm thinking back to whoever the first few patients uh, were that I saw that I must have treated in my first few days back. And, and I'm kind of thinking back and I, I feel badly for them because I was totally sleep deprived, right? I don't remember any of this. Um, and, and so, you know, underneath that stress were all the fears of, you know, what's going to happen if I don't return back to work quickly? What's going to happen if I don't meet the expectations of, you know, constantly being present in order for my practice to survive? And I am, I, I can now recognize that I had built my practice up on a bunch of assumptions that people would get really upset if I wasn't there, that I would need to be there and present 100% of the time to keep everybody happy. And whew, let me take a moment to like, I'm getting riled up. <laughs> this is the message that I was taught. And, and essentially that was distilled down to, you need to hustle like crazy. Otherwise you're not going to make it. You won't be successful. You won't be able to pay your bills, right? Like if we go to that worst case scenario, um, that's probably what it would come down to is like, you're going to have a bad reputation. People are going to sue you and you're going to be bankrupt, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, that might seem really extreme, but a lot of the way I was operating and practicing was really with those fears and it felt so real. And now looking back, I can see that, you know, it's possible that I really blew that out of proportion. So what part of it is true, you know? Um, and, and I want you to, as you're listening to think through what is, what feels really true for you? Um, and so, you know, maybe, Maybe it is totally true. If you own a practice, there is a greater cost to going on vacation because you're taking into consideration the fixed expenses of running your practice for sure. Um, and, you know, let's say if you own a practice and you don't have an associate or hygienists, it's very true that you won't be actually bringing in income while you uh, while you're away. Right. So that's actually true. Okay, I'm just gonna warn you, I feel like I'm gonna sneeze any second now. So if it happens, <laughs> you've been properly warned. Um, okay, but, but then you ask yourself, is it actually true that people will get upset and they will leave or that your business you know, won't be able to like make ends meet? Um, well, 
okay, it might be true if you're gone indefinitely, um, but it's probably not true that the entire practice will go belly up. Uh, you know, if you're gone for, let's say, I don't know, a week or two weeks, uh, obviously it's going to depend on the, the, the actual practice, you know, case by case situation. Um, so it may feel really true that really bad things are going to happen if you aren't present and hustling and constantly available. And yet, you know, for me, it wasn't the most helpful way to think about things. And so instead, I would invite you to think about what might be equally true and very likely a more helpful way of thinking about things. Okay. So in my case, uh, you know, what if it were true that patients and referring dentists would be totally okay with me closing the office for uh, two weeks, for example? What if it would be also true that creating healthy boundaries with my work would help me show up as the best possible dentist, okay? Um, what if it would be also true that prioritizing my rest would help me uh, to be a better dentist? What if it's possible to create a situation for yourself where patients are there and they want to see you, but it doesn't have to be at your own detriment when you are insanely exhausted and you know you're not capable of uh, you know, doing your highest quality work? Or let's say in the case of Saturdays or staying late, you know, what if, uh, uh, you know, it's possible that you can cut back and you'd still be able to be productive and you'd still be able to accommodate patients, right? So what is it that you want to believe about your ability to create healthy boundaries with your practice life so that you can enjoy your life outside of the office without feeling guilty? And I would ask you, you know, how can we pose these exact same questions when it comes to your personal life, right? So you may feel like, um, you know, you have to go, um, you know, where the in-laws want, or you have to go on a certain trip with all the family, or you have to uh, host uh, a specific holiday when you don't want to, or, you know, everybody's going to show up and you need to do X, Y, and Z, the same thing you've done every year and you can't stand that tradition. Whatever the case is, what would it take for you to believe that you can actually change whatever the pattern is? I'm not saying that you would change the traditions that your family has, but how you're showing up for those things or opting out potentially. What are you choosing to believe about how you show up and your ability to create healthy boundaries, both with work as well as uh, in your personal life and with your family, for example? Um, this is what happens when we're driven by fear, we are not able to set healthy boundaries and there's, there tends to be no end to it. And so what I see happen all the time, both, you know, in terms of our, um, practice life as dentists, as well as, you know, our personal lives with our children, partners, extended family, is that as we continue saying yes, 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 accommodating more patients or more family members or uh, extended relatives' desires, and it's more than we can reasonably handle or take on, what, what happens when we establish that pattern is that we're going to continue to rationalize that we need to keep doing it because that's what we've always done. 
And, you know, everybody expects that of us, you know, patients expect it of you, relatives are going to expect it of you. And so then we're afraid of saying no. And so then we're essentially making it harder for us to show up, you know, either as dentist or as, you know, wife, daughter, mom, whatever, in the ways that are the healthiest for us. The more and more and more we continue saying yes to everybody else, the more we are potentially saying no to ourselves and our own needs. And so I'm really curious, is that happening for you? Is that going on for you? Where might you be noticing that you are saying yes and taking on things more than you really want to be? And, you know, here's a question. When you think about work responsibilities and even things pertaining to the holidays and family, I want to ask you what part of it is optional, right? Because we have a tendency to think about responsibilities in terms of obligations. This is what I have to do. And I really want to lovingly point out that actually it is all optional. It's all optional. And I get it. You might be thinking, well, no, it isn't. I have staff to pay. I have overhead. I have fixed expenses. Or I have the in-laws that are expecting us to go to this place on this day at this time. Right? Like, I get it. I understand. There are those expectations. And obviously, we all have bills to pay. However, all of it is a choice based on how we have orchestrated things. And now, quickly, to clarify, I'm not saying that we have like created everything, right? Like, you know, there's taxes. I didn't create taxes. I still have to pay taxes. <laughs> and yet we all get to decide what are our priorities and how do we want to act accordingly? Okay. So there's always things that are outside of our control, but within the things that are in our control, we get to decide what is our response to the situation. So what does that mean? You get to decide which patients you want to fit in and which patients you want to lovingly say, I have a spot for you on January 4th, for example. Um, and, and then you get to decide how you show up and you treat them, right? And more than anything, you get to like your reasons. You just need to like your reasons. So the same thing goes with, you know, family or events, holiday events, whatever the case may be, you get to figure out what is your priority and where do you draw the line? Where is a boundary that you want to uphold? And look, it might be really um, awkward or uh, uncomfortable for you to communicate your needs, especially if you're not in the habit of it, especially if you've really not done a whole lot of that before. And I just want to give you a lot of reassurance that just because you've done something the same way for years and years and years, going along with what everybody wants or being overly accommodating or whatever, it doesn't mean that you can't change. You can 100% change. You just need to change the internal narrative within your mind that's telling you that you can't change. You're not stuck. You can 100% decide to change things. You can 100% tell patients, I'm sorry, our office is closed. We're not going to see you. Or I'm sorry, we don't have any more spaces. We'll see you in January. Or I'm I'm sorry, uh, grandma, I'm not going to go there at that time or whatever the case may be. You get to decide what you want to do. And it's okay if you feel uncomfortable with that. And that doesn't make you selfish. <laughs> okay. And, 
And you just need to like your reasons. That's it. You just need to like your reasons. So, you know, think it through, see what might be really relevant for you and think about, um, think about the big picture. And for example, let's say you are seeing patients, you know, every day throughout the holidays, your office is open, you're not taking any time off, uh, your schedule's packed with patients. You could be thinking to yourself, gee, this really stinks. Uh, everybody else has time off and I don't, and I'm stuck seeing all these patients. Um, and, and I'm, you know, and that's a choice. You could alternatively be thinking to yourself, this is what I have chosen and I am agreeing to do this and I don't necessarily need to be ecstatic about it and yet I am willing to show up and willing to do it anyway. And the same goes with, you know, any events that you might have agreed to do throughout the holidays that you're not necessarily that excited about. You get to show up and ask yourself, am I willing to do this? right? And if the answer is yes, then you'll show up and you'll have a good attitude or choose to not show up. Okay. But you're not doing anybody any favors to show up either at work to see patients or to any family uh, gatherings with a bad attitude. Okay. And I, I really say that with love and I know that I'm equally guilty of this myself. So I'm not pointing any fingers. Uh, if anything, I'm preaching to myself that we really get to decide what's the attitude that we want when we show up to certain things that we're not that excited to do, okay? And this is part of creating healthy and loving boundaries. It's giving ourselves the ability to make a choice and follow through with it and remembering that we have a voice in what is going on. We get to communicate our needs. We don't need to wait for somebody to give us permission to voice our needs and there there doesn't need to be any resentment then when you know other people aren't acknowledging our needs or coming up to us and asking us if we need a break or whatever we simply get to communicate our needs decide what we want in advance and get clear with how we want to execute on that okay and then a quick side note, you know, during the holidays, there tends to be these heightened expectations just culturally of all the things that we need to be able to do, especially I think for, uh, for those of us that are female. Um, and we feel a greater sense of responsibility to create these magical experiences for everybody else. And I really want to um, just emphasize the idea that this is all optional. Okay, you get to sign up for whatever part of that you want to sign up for. Um, it's so, so, so important that you remember that your needs actually matter. Your experience during the holidays matters. Your experience when you go in to see patients matters. Your experience when you uh, relate with and get together with family or friends, it matters. And so be really careful in the process of trying to accommodate everybody that you're not losing sight of your own needs in the mix. I'm here to tell you that your needs really truly matter and um, you have everything it takes to um, 
create what you want out of the holidays and the relationships that you have with patients or within your personal life. Now you might be thinking to yourself, like, look, there's just no way I have just these deeply ingrained patterns. And I'm really here to, um, to challenge that notion, to tell you it's never too late to communicate your needs, even if you have a long history of not communicating your needs. Um, maybe for you, it's been, uh, you know, let's say for example, you're an associate and you work in, in, in a corporate dental group and maybe you feel like your needs have never really been, um, uh, um, addressed, for example, that, that, you know, you're just a subject to whatever the corporation wants. And I want to lovingly ask you, is this a situation where you are going to be able to thrive? And if not, you know, it's possible that it may be time to reassess and check in and just see, is this a good fit situation, you know, for real? And maybe you needed to hear this, even if it might be scary for you to admit but it's just never too late to prioritize yourself or your own needs so that you can enjoy your practice life as well as your life outside of dentistry. You are so worth it. And, you know, lastly, in terms of boundaries with people, other people aren't going to value your own you know, you or your own needs until you value yourself and you communicate your own needs. So as I already said, don't wait until someone gives you permission. You need to speak up. You need to ask for what you want. And you need to recognize that if you're agreeing to do something um, uh, or go somewhere, as I previously said, you get to decide if you do it with a good, good attitude or not. That is what's in your control. I promise. So I know you're totally capable of creating healthy work and personal life boundaries uh, around the holidays and all throughout the year. Um, I'm 100% here to support you. And, you know, really quick before we go, um, I know some of you have reached out to me to ask me um, what it's like to work with me and what are the different options. And I want to just let you know, I do have a few openings uh, for one-on-one -on -one coaching available. So if this, is some, if this is something that you're interested in and you want to learn more about it, um, I'd invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. We can see if working together uh, might just be uh, helpful for you in terms of achieving your goals. So to do this, go to drnatanya.com forward slash connect. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T. Um, it is actually linked in the show notes. Um, and I would love to get acquainted with you. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you. I cannot wait to talk to you in the new year. Mwah.